Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Second and two, third and two, fourth and two, it... Ended with Josh Allen throwing that interception. Why the reluctance to run the ball there? Uh, it seemed like he had a few opportunities to do so. Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, it's a fair question. I think at the end of the day, um, really kind of when we went into it in that drive, we felt really balanced at the time, running past going into that that drive. It was kind of uh, uh, in non-two-minute situations. Um, and then in that drive, uh, uh, we started hitting some screens on them. So tried to hit a screen there. Uh, instead of running the ball right there on that second and two in that thought process. And then on third, then third down, fourth down, trying to throw for it. So that was the thought process there. And, um, you know, unfortunately it didn't work out for us. Uh, it's something that we're definitely going to evaluate and, and make sure we're putting our players in the best position possible to succeed moving forward. How about just the overall look at the run game yesterday? It seemed like Devin had some early success, nine carries in the first half, I believe only four in the second half. Uh, leading by 17 in the second half. Why not go to the run with Devin a little bit more throughout that second half? Yeah, um, you know, again, I think up to that last drive there where we kind of started to hit some more screens, we were still fairly balanced and, um, you know, with our our run and pass numbers, I believe. And so um, it's definitely something, again, we're going to, we'll always look at and evaluate kind of what, what our thought processes was going into those situations. Um, you know, and, and then obviously at the, the time we're doing what we feel like is best to, uh, capitalize on what they're doing. So, you know, the last drive that, that, you know, that one long drive, uh, that we're talking about, we hit some draws on them. We did some things and James Cook had some, some runs and we were able to do some things with, uh, with some other guys. Um, you know, it's just, we, uh, just definitely just look for the consistency of, you know, not only, uh, um, you know, of, of when we're calling it, but also the, the execution of, of when we do call it. And not to take up too much of your time, but no worries. With, with Josh Allen's interception struggles in, in recent weeks, it seems to me anyway, he may not be seeing things as well as he was to begin the season. What's your view on that? I mean, it doesn't seem like maybe he's forcing as much as, as, as it may be. He may not be seeing defenders coming over, cutting into the passing lane. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think there's a, there's been a, a few different things that popped up there, you know, whether it's a tip, whether it's a uh, we're out of the pocket on the move and, um, you know, somebody's uh, not in his vision that comes in on, on some of those scrambles, you know. So, again, it, quarterback play is 100 percent about being smart, not conservative with the football. Um, you know, we, we've got to we, we'll, we'll play. You know, we'll continue to stress that and play like that. Um, you know, and when we do, we're, we're going to be uh, we'll, we'll be fine with a. a those types of decisions, because I think uh, you can't just go into the game and go into a shell. You've got to be able to 
to be yourself, go out and, and uh, um, attack a defense, but at the same time being smart with it. And, um, you know, and, and so I think that's the philosophy we live by. And uh, we just got to make sure we're focusing on that and, and living by that. All right. I appreciate the time. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ken, John Warrow, AP. Hey, how's it going, John? Good. How much is it impatience with 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 Josh right now? Um, I know how competitive he is and how much he wants to win each play, but how much is it impatient? Is it impatience? Yeah, I, I mean, I think when you look at the the two yesterday, um, you know, one again, it's a scramble drill on fourth down, so he's trying to give his guy a chance to make a play in, in that situation. Um, you know, and uh, uh, so I don't necessarily think that was impatient, and then the. The one at the end of the game there, uh, it's just, it's, you know, it's the right look. It's uh, um, what, you know, what, what he was looking for, but, you know, we're just a little off. And if it's not, then, then just work down. So, uh, you know, again, I don't, I don't know if it's uh, uh, too much of the impatience. I think it's just the overall execution of one, our guys making sure we're in the right spots and we're, uh, you know, we're protecting Josh and we're doing all the right things, you know, from a receiver standpoint to a pickup standpoint, to a, uh, offensive line standpoint than to obviously to a Josh making decision standpoint. Gotcha. And just lastly, I guess, I mean, Josh for the last three weeks has talked about, he's got to be better at protecting the ball. Um, uh, how, how much do you hope it finally sinks in? I guess. Yeah, I think again, we're, we're going to stress the, the heck out of it moving forward. And, and like we have been, and um, you know, we, we've got a ton of faith in Josh. We believe in Josh. We, you know, he's our guy. Um, you know, and, and, uh, he's done so many good things and it's, it's, a it's a, you know, it's a double-edged sword because a lot of those plays that he's making, uh, out there on the field, you know, a lot of guys aren't going to make, um, and so it's that, that finding that balance, finding that fine line of, you know, when to take those, when to take those chances and, and, uh, and when to throw it away and, and be smart with the ball. And, and I think, you know, that's something that, we'll continue to talk about every single play, every single you know rep that we take and um, make sure that, that we're learning from these experiences. Thanks, Ken. Mm-hmm. Hi, Ken, Adam Benini. Um, yeah. Hi. I guess to follow with that, and I'm sure it's connected to what you just discussed with John there, but I mean, the numbers in the second half or the lack of them, right? I think it's a total of 12 points over the last three games in the second halves of those games and, and not a single touchdown. In, in the bigger picture, uh, maybe even beyond Josh and some of his decision-making, uh, how would you diagnose those problems? Uh, I think the biggest thing is we just got to make sure, you know, we're staying, uh, staying ourselves. Uh, you know, we're, we're, playing, uh, uh, we're playing Buffalo Bills offensive football. We're playing smart, not conservative. We're playing fast, physical, and disciplined ball. Um, you know, we're, we're executing our assignment. We're doing, we're doing our jobs, you know, and I think, uh, that, that all falls into it. And I think at the end of the day, um, you know, we're going to look at as, as coaches to make sure we're putting our players in the best position to have success and in those situations. And, uh, um, we're going to look at it on tape to make sure that, that we're executing and, and we're, we're doing the things that we need to on the field. Um, and at times there's, there's a lot of good things, you know, there was a lot of good things in that second half, that last game. We just didn't capitalize, and, and we've got to make sure we're, we're doing that and we're uh, uh, continue to focus on that and harp on it, um, you know, and, and and just continue to just lock down the details of, of, of what we're doing. Just a quick follow to that. Um, after the game in the postgame yesterday, Stefan Diggs 
that kind of quoted Von Miller and, you know, the whole don't blink thing. And he, he thought that it was in a response to this question, actually. He thought that maybe they were blinking in the second half or you as a, as a team were. When you hear him say that, what does that mean to you? How do you take that? Well, I think it, I think part of it is just kind of that uh, fighting the human nature to relax a little bit when, you know, uh, uh, you've had the first half and then, you know, you're going in the second half, you know? So, uh, I mean, it's, it's not, it's, the NFL is not easy. And I think everybody in that locker room understands it. It's a, it's a, uh, there's a lot of talent on, on every single team we're playing. There will be this week. I mean, it's, it's weekend, week out and teams are going to always give you your best shot, no matter who you're playing. Um, you know, and I think that's that mentality that, that we're talking about. And I think the thing I'm, uh, I'm extremely proud of these guys about is, you know, when, when we had the uh, mishap in, uh, in the end zone uh, there at the end, uh, you know, they didn't blink. They came back in a two-minute situation where a lot of teams would potentially just pack it in be like, you know, uh, tuck their tail between their legs. Those guys didn't blink. They came out, went down the field in an extremely difficult two-minute situation, operated at a high level and gave us a, gave ourselves a chance to win a football game. All right, Ken, thank you. Yeah. Hi, Ken. Uh, just going off of that, um, mm -hmm. just going off of that, um, you've been Josh's quarterbacks coach when he's not throwing interceptions in the red zone. How can coaching help and has anything changed this season? No, uh, I think we'll just, uh, again, it's, it's all about, you know, it's all about learning, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's what we are as, as humans, you know, we, we, we go through, and we make mistakes and we we've got these you know moments in our lives you know i think we all we all look back in life and we're like gosh i wish i had known that or i wish i had done something different there that's just part of being human and that's part of the 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 human nature and i think josh as a competitor is being human he's going to look and, and and learn from these things and we're just going to continue to stress we're going to continue to coach we're going to continue to demand you know uh, uh you know from him because he's that type of player he can handle it He's our guy. He's a great football player. He's one of the best in the league and we trust him, you know, and, and so we're just going to continue to talk about these things, learn from them. I know he will. And, uh, um, you know, that's, that's the expectation that we have for, for ourselves as coaches and for Josh as a, as a player. Is there anything that really worked when you were his quarterbacks coach only um, that, you know, you can implement into this season? Uh, you know, again, I think, um, I think just getting back to our roots, getting back to, to what we know of execution, playing smart, not conservative football. If it's there, take it down there. There's going to be tight windows. You know, the, the field's condensed, it's tight windows. So that's going to happen, but it's going to be important, uh, um, in terms of when do we take those, those, those chances and, and the ball location, and we're going to continue to harp on those things. And I think those are, are kind of the biggest thing. And then just making sure we're looking ourselves from a play calling standpoint to make sure we're giving our guys the best opportunity to make plays and operate. Thank you, Ken. Yeah, thank you. Hi, Ken. Um, you know, you watch Josh sometimes. He does, you mentioned it several times. He's done so many mm -hmm. great things. Um, but you watch him, you know, in the in this stretch where he struggled a little bit, and it just seems like he's he's doing so much. And then in the post game, he wants to put the entire loss on himself. How much as a guy that's been with him for a while and now his offensive coordinator, how much do you have to now take it upon yourself to maybe 
just say it in a different way that maybe you don't have to do everything. You don't have to be Superman every game, every quarter. Uh, I think the, the one of the biggest things we stress to, to not only Josh, but you know, uh, all of our quarterbacks is trust the guys around you, trust the guys to make plays. When we're at our best, we're working our progressions and we're going through our reads. And if number one's open, we're taking number one. If not, we're working through the progression. I think, you know, uh, uh, I think he understands that he, he knows that. And, uh, you know, I think uh, uh, with him, you know, you're right. It's, you know, he's such a competitor and, um, you know, he does, he does, you know, take ownership. He, he uh, you know, he owns everything that happens on the field because he knows that that's what it takes to be a quarterback for a national football league uh, team, you know, and be the franchise quarterback. And, you know, you, you appreciate that as a coach at the same time, you look in at yourself and make sure you're putting him in the right positions to have success. Um, and then, you know, you're making sure that uh, uh, you're coaching him to, uh, uh, you know, um, in, in the way that, that allows him to, you know, go out and, and trust those things and, and trust the guys around him. Mm -hmm. And then Mitch said after the game that like he went out there and played not for himself, but for the team, you know, playing with a significant injury, he called it. Like how much did that injury have to do with the game? Because like, I mean, an arm injury that quick, you know, to come back, it, it had to affect them a little bit from your perspective. Well, yeah. And I think, uh, I think throughout the week, Josh, Josh did an unbelievable job getting himself ready to play this week. You know, he, he really did. Um, he did every single thing that, that he could possibly do for, you know, to be out there on the field for his team. And, and that's what you respect about him. And, um, you know, I think obviously it's something that uh, uh, we just as uh, we're we always monitor, we're going to make sure again, we're going to look and make sure we're doing the right things for him. And um, uh, in terms of, of calling it. And, um, you know, I think that that's just something that at the end of the day, uh, it's going to be part of, of us moving forward. Thanks, Ken. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Hey, Ken. Uh, Tim Graham from The Athletic here. Uh, thanks hey, for the, the, the time. Uh, you know, even the most basic aspects of football have such a high degree of difficulty uh, to the average person. So I thought it would be educational. Could you take us through almost in a granular sense as to what happens on a direct snap from center to the quarterback? Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where, um, you know, especially depending on situation, you know, the look of the defense, you're up there, you know, they're, the play clock's winding down, uh, offense is making calls, defense is moving around. So, you know, you're, you're kind of doing – uh, uh, multiple things at once. You're making your calls while listening to the, the quarterback go through his cadence, you know, and then, um, you know, as you're snapping it, you know, you're, you're going and firing out, uh, uh, you know, making contact with the defender. And as uh, the quarterback receives, is receiving it, uh, you know, then he's going through and uh, taking his first step as the ball is coming up to him so that he's not getting stepped on. So it's really, you know, it, it's really like, uh, you know, learning how to dance, you know, what I mean, it, it really is, you know, it's like that first time when you're getting your feet stepped on all the time, you know, what I mean, until you do it over and over and over again, and then it just becomes second nature it becomes, you know, human nature. But at the same time, it's like, you know, even the, the best out there, you know, you watch the Olympics and, um, you know, these people going through these, these routines, you know, that they've practiced for four years, um, you know, at times things happen. 
you know, and, and, and you hate it. It kills you when it does. But that, that again, it's part of, it's part of ball. It's part of the NFL. It's part of, uh, you know, not, not taking anything for granted and nothing being easy. And you got to go out and you got to earn every single inch of grass on that field. Um, you know, and I think that's something that we continue to harp on. We continue to bear, uh, uh, you know, um, make sure our guys understand of, you know, Hey, we've got to, we've got to go out and earn every single yard that we, we get out, out there on every single play. You know, no one's going to just say here and, and hand you yardage. You know, we got to go out, earn it. We got to go out and take it. We got to go out and, and execute. After debriefing with Josh and Mitch, what do you think happened? Uh, you know, again, I think it was just one of those where, you know, um, he's going and the ball is just a little, little off, uh, off kilter where Josh can, can get to it, you know, and, and then the ball's ball's coming down. So, um, you know, as we're trying to, to sneak it out of there. So I think it was kind of a perfect storm of, you know, the ball being a little off us trying to fire out, um, you know, and, and it was just kind of a, a perfect storm of, of things happening and us as coaches, we're going to look at some things to make sure to, to help us out, to make sure that um, we're, we're in good position, uh, um, you know, one, to, to make sure we're securing it if the ball is on the ground, and then two, to make sure we're helping to protect the middle. And then, Ken, I'm, I'm sorry for flooding yeah. the zone here, but uh, what, what are the options there? What's the discussion before that? Because you really are very limited in what you can do when you're at the six-inch line. Well, that's, that's part of the, that's part of the hard part in terms of that situation of, you know, you're, you're back there, you're that far backed up. And then within that game, you don't want to take a safety and then punt to them, you know, from a shortened punt distance in order for them to catch it. And then only a field goal to win it, you know? So uh, again, yeah, you're, you're limited in options, but that's something we're, we're going through and looking at to see if there is, you know, other things that we can do moving forward. And, uh, other things that we can do to, you know, help us in those situations. Thanks for the insight, Ken. Mm -hmm. Coach Dorsey, Mookie Hawkins, Waffle Sports 1080. How you doing today? Hey, good. How are you, Mookie? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, Coach. Um, first half. The team looked very dominant. You got some good balance, something that you talked about, spreading the ball around, you know, something that you hang your hand on. I mean, man, that first half, it, it looks it looked it's so perfect. Devin Singletary, he scored twice in the red zone for the first time this year in that first half to start off. Now, and to start off the, the fourth quarter, you had three plays to get two yards, you know, to score. Uh, why not go back to Singletary there with what worked with him in the first half down in that red zone, you know, in the fourth quarter there? Yeah, again, I think that last – in that last drive, you know, we, we really kind of were uh, – had some opportunities on some screens. So on that second and two, we went back to the screen. Then on the third and two, I'm calling, uh, now I'm calling my best play to try to pick up the, the first down. Um, so that's kind of what the mindset was right there, was trying to – um, use, use that, you know, something that we had been successful with, try to, you know, try to get a little misdirection screen on them, uh, you know, to convert. And then, you know, then from that point on, now we're calling our best plays to try to convert on, on third down than fourth down. Absolutely. And, uh, second and 10 ball is on the 20, a minute 16 to go two timeouts. You go double post check release with the running back there. Now, um, as a former quarterback in yourself, 
what would you would have did in that situation? You know, what, what what's the right play in that situation? And how do you protect uh, your quarterback from himself at times, coach, with play calling? No, yeah, I think, you know, obviously I, uh, um, in that in that situation right there, you've got to you got to trust, you know, you got to trust your guys to make plays for you. And and I think I, I have a ton of faith in in our guys to go out there and, and make plays, you know, and that's what that call was about. Um, you know, and, and looking at it, there's there's definitely some execution things that we can do a little bit better all around. And then, um, you know, from a decision making standpoint, again, playing smart, not conservative. If it's cloudy at all, then we'll go ahead and outlet it and, and uh, give ourselves the opportunity on third down to then convert. So, um, again, these are all things that we're going to look at from a, a call standpoint, decision making standpoint, execution standpoint moving forward. OK. All right, Coach Ray. I know you got to get it done. You know what I mean? It happens. Spoils of the game. Something to, something to learn from. And that's how it goes. Good luck. Yes, sir. Week. No, thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, Ken. Um, I was curious, when did you know that Josh was going to start um, this game? Um, I mean, obviously, there was, you know, times throughout the week where he's rehabbing. We just had to see kind of, you know, where he was going to be at. And, um, you know, I uh it got to the point I, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I can't, uh, I'm not sure the exact time and date, you know what I mean? I just know, you know, I'm preparing the week throughout the week for two different scenarios, um, you know, and, and um, trusting that, you know, uh, through communication, we're going to, we're, we're prepared for whichever that scenario might be. So that was going to be my next question was what was this past week like for you preparing, like preparing for two quarterbacks? How much did that add to your plate? How much does that change like your weekly routine to have to prepare for both Josh and Case? Yeah, um, obviously, you know, when you're when you're going through it, then you're just kind of um, trying to take stuff that, you know, Case is comfortable and that then Josh could then operate, you know, and then honestly, some of that stuff then on game day that you had up that, you know, hey, maybe Josh didn't get the rep at or maybe that, you know, Josh might be as, not as comfortable with you take out and you just leave off the game plan you're not calling. Um, so I think that's all part of it. And then you got to look back and make sure that, you know, going through it, that your volume isn't isn't too much when you're looking at a at a situation like that, because then it's a, a trickle down effect to the other guys. So that was the main focus for us is making sure that, you know, our volume wasn't too much for, for, um, you know, all of our guys to handle. And then, um, you know, making sure that, that we had enough uh, uh, offense in our minds for any contingency. And then I was curious too, you had mentioned um, in a previous answer that, you know, calling a game that Josh would be comfortable with given his injury, what were the limitations involved there? Were there certain places yeah. you were like he's not comfortable with, or what was taken off the table, or what situations did you not want to put him in because of it? Well, honestly, you know, uh, just kind of then going into the game, and and really it was kind of a feel thing as the game one as the game went, and then going into the game through warmups and everything like that, how he felt, uh, constant communication there, and it got to the point where you know there weren't really many throws off the table. You know, it was just taking off concepts that maybe he wasn't as comfortable with because one, he didn't either have the rep or just in general, he's, they're not, you know, concepts he loves or he, he feels great about. So, um, you know, throughout the game, it, there wasn't really a, 
uh, feel of a restriction in terms of we can only throw things short or we can throw downfield or, or whatever it might be, field boundary. However, he was really making all the throws throughout the game. And I think we all saw that, um, you know, it was just kind of the, the, the plays that got taken out that, that weren't a comfort level for him. And last one for me, sorry, but no I'm just problem. curious too, because obviously when he runs, he has to, it involves that arm and all of that. Was there any hesitancy because he's coming off an injury to when you're calling, you know, if there's a run player, he, you know, he might scramble more. Is there any hesitancy yesterday? And like, take, even if it's just, you end up calling it, but like to not put him in situations, he could injure himself more because of what happened the previous week. No. Yeah. I think that's, that's definitely a consideration, you know, going into the game, we, we wanted to make sure that we weren't putting him as in positions to take hits on, you know, and really to be honest, we're, we're trying to do that anyways, you know, and, and we're, we're really making a concerted effort to make sure we're, we're limiting the, the, you know, the times that we're asking him to do stuff where he's going to, you know, take extra hits. So, um, you know, that, that does, we've, we've called, uh, you know, less on some of those things where we're asking him to do those quarterback runs and things like that throughout the year, um, you know, than, than probably have in the past. Uh, and then it's just continually to stress on them in, in terms of making good decisions when, when we are taking off and running with it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ken, um, just following up on some of the quarterback stuff. I know ultimately case didn't have to start for you guys, but just what did you see out of him this week in preparation? Is there anything with him getting more reps on some of those days where you learned anything about him just with more time on task? Yeah, no, it's, I mean, and, and for case, it was really good to kind of for him to get in that rhythm of, you know, just running our offense and, and doing our stuff instead of, you know, the scout team carded stuff of, of the oppo- opponents, um, you know, so it was, it was invaluable reps for him, you know, and, uh, moving forward in case, you know, he does have to play, you know, because it's, uh, it gets him back in the rhythm again of, of him being able to run our offense, being able to to operate that, uh, the guys up front and the guys around him, being able to hear his voice in the huddle, um, you know, and him at the line of scrimmage. And, and uh, so, so those things were, I think, invaluable for Case moving forward. Yeah, and then last one, I was curious, just, you know, it seems you guys the last few years have had the backup with such a dual role there and had that veteran presence. So is that something like, you know, what does he bring to the table there of preparing the defense as well, but also having to be ready for all that and, like, why do you guys like him to do it that way? I think it's, um, you know, it's something where, you know, you, 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 um, you feel really good about him because he's seen so much football, you know, and, and just naturally in the NFL, you know, the number two guy doesn't get a lot of your, your reps because obviously the starters preparing to play. So that's just, that's, you know, consistent throughout the league. Um, you know, and so, you know, those reps for him to get ready and making sure he's getting his throws in are, are on the, the scout team carded stuff. Um, and that's why I think it's always, it's, it's great to have the luxury of having a guy with his type of experience, um, because he's, uh, can come in and play. He can, uh, see, he's seen a lot of situations and it's something he's had to do in the past already. Thanks. Mm-hmm. That's all for today. Thanks, Ken. Okay, thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 